Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. K-Love is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. Welcome to Closer Look. I'm Felipe Aguilar. Navigating life can at times be painful and difficult, and having a compassionate and caring support group can be helpful in helping us to heal and overcome and to be restored. I'll be talking about this with Denise Smith, pastor in pastoral care and licensed clinical therapist at Legacy Church in Albuquerque. Denise, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Thank you, Felipe, for having me here. I appreciate it. Why is having a support help group important when we are going through difficult and painful life events? So support groups are helpful to people uh, for a multitude of reasons. First, they help people connect together and know that they're not alone in their suffering. Sometimes people go through very difficult times and they feel very alone, like they're the only one experiencing what's happening. And so when they come into a support group, there's other people that they realize oh, someone else is going through it too. And that provides comfort to people. In addition to that, other people in the group have different ideas of how they've helped themselves or things that they've learned or what God has shown them. And so they learn from one another. The members learn from each other. And in addition to that, they learn to grow. And so there's three basic things that, that we do in our support groups to really help people that we see are so important, and that is to help people connect with God, to help people grow in relationships, to help people live generously. And then on top of that, we also help people to overcome and live courageously. That, that piece of overcoming, that's important when you have somebody by your side that may be experiencing a similar life event? Yes. Absolutely. And and our group members, they exchange phone numbers, they support each other outside of the group, the leaders stay in contact with them. And just to know that you're not alone in what you're going through can be an incredible comfort. And Pastor Denise, are there some frequently asked questions that folks may have in regard to support help groups? Some questions that we get at the church are uh, how many people are in that group? Am I going to be able to share what I'm going through? Some people do get nervous about sharing what they're going through in a group of people. So those are some of the questions that we get asked. Um, and we also, do, is there child care? Folks want to know if there's child care because many people have children and they want to come to a group, but they want to know if we have child care. So those are some of the main questions that we get asked. I recall several years back when I was serving and helping in one of the support groups at one of the local churches where I was at. And some folks had some misconceptions about what a support group was, what it did, and so forth. Are there misconceptions? And what can you tell us about that? Yes. Sometimes people have an impression that support groups are really just a, a group of people sitting around in a circle and everyone's crying and just sharing their story, but there's really no help there. And, and so what we do in our support groups is, is have a curriculum in each group, and there's homework in the group, and there's moving forward. Every person moves forward in our groups. They don't stay where they're at, so people can actually overcome rather than it being uh, a group where people just sit and everyone is, is crying or sharing what is happening in their world, but there's no 
There's no advice given. There's no direction given. There's no biblical scriptures given to try to help them. So that's what makes our support groups a little bit different. If you just joined us, this is Closer Look. I'm Felipe Aguilar. My guest tonight is Pastor Denise Smith, pastor in pastoral care and a licensed clinical therapist at Legacy Church. And we're talking about how navigating life can at times be painful and difficult. And that's when having a compassionate and caring support group can help us in finding healing and restoration. Pastor Denise, there are several ministry support groups in place there at Legacy Church, one of them being... Hope when you have lost someone you love. Can you tell us about that group? Yes, I sure can. Um, This group really is for someone that's lost a loved one, as the title suggests. We look at three different types of grief in this group. We look at people that have lost someone to suicide. Uh, We look at and help people that have lost a parent or a child. And then we also look at folks that just have lost someone that means a lot to them that they really love. And grief can be very difficult. And there's multiple stages of grief that people work through. And and so what we do in this group um, is we use a curriculum called uh, Grieving God's Way. It's a guide for people who have lost a loved one by Margaret Brownlee. And what she does in this um, guide that we use is really teach people how to cope with what's happened teach people how to understand a little better what's happened and help them connect with God in relationship. Because oftentimes people that lose a loved one feel as if God has taken that person or they're being punished somehow, or why did God do this to me? And so we work a lot on on helping people be connected to God in relationship and understand what God does, you know, that He actually received people into heaven. And so giving them a biblical perspective on their grief, helping them to learn how to laugh again, how to go through some of the stages of grief, how to um, know that the world is still a safe place and that they can overcome and move through the grief process in a positive, healthy way. Speaking of the grieving process, I'm thinking a few years back when my father went to be with the Lord. And I know that for about three months, if not four, I was like functioning, but like in a fog, in a cloud. That uh, brings me to this question. Is the grieving process different for every person? Yes, it absolutely is. And there's no time limit on grief either. Some people move through grief pretty quickly um, and easily. And other folks can take up to two, three, five years to to even get to a better place in their life. And and no one should be judged about how they're moving through that grief process because it's very individual. It's based on your personality. It's based on how you view life. It's based on your relationship with God. It's based on support that you have, not only in this group, but support from other family members and friends. So it's very different for each individual. If you just joined us, I'm Felipe Aguilar, and you're listening to Closer Look. My guest is Denise Smith, pastor in pastoral care and licensed clinical therapist at Legacy Church. And we're talking about how navigating life can be painful, it can be difficult, and that's when it's important to have a compassionate, caring support group that can help you to overcome and to walk through that healing process. Uh, Denise, I understand that. You also have a ministry in place there called Divorce Care, because in this time, we're hearing quite a bit about family struggles, relationship struggles. Yes, absolutely. We have a 
Now, divorce seems to be on the rise right now, and um, especially during this time of COVID in our world, that that uh, people are just struggling. And so we do have divorce care for adults to come into, and we will be starting next year divorce care for kids. And, and so those are going to be things that work together side by side. Folks that are coming into the divorce care, the adults, can bring their children at the same time to divorce care for kids so that the kids can learn how to process what's happened in their family in a healthy way, and and adults are getting help as well at the same time. Having introduced you, you are a licensed clinical therapist, but in the divorce care, for example, the divorce care group sessions, are all the presenters certified, or is the material, the videos, and so forth presented by licensed professionals? So, no, the people that lead divorce care and divorce care for kids are volunteers in our church. Um, I have provided some training to them and helped them with their curriculum. And then they, we use the actual divorce care curriculum that you purchase. So we use that in the group, but the leaders are really certified to us as a church, but they're, they're volunteers in our church that give their time away from their family to come and help other people. And Denise, why did the church decide to implement divorce care for kids also into the support group ministries? Well, Felipe, our church is very large um, and we can have, you know, two to three thousand people in attendance uh, just at one campus on a weekend. And we have four campuses. And so when you have such a large group of people, we see that there's a lot of single moms. We see that there's people that are going through divorce. We see that there's people in blended families. And so we thought it necessary to to implement divorce care for kids to help our children because the children really, they're our next generation. And we want to help them be able to overcome things that have happened in their family, be able to get closer to God and, and move forward so they don't get stuck in their world based on what's happened in their family. And can you give us an idea of how a, a group meeting goes? What takes place in a, in a divorce care group session in a Hope When You Lost Someone You Love group session? Most of the groups are set up in a, in a very similar fashion. Uh, generally, when, they, when folks come into the group for the night, uh, there's a little bit of small talk, people just connecting with each other, how you doing. Some of the groups provide uh, food, little snacks, and so they have a little bit to eat. And then they sit down and um, every group member that wants to has an opportunity to say, hey, this is what happened to me over the week. This is how I've been feeling. Um, this is what I've been thinking about. Either they've lost someone or I've gotten a divorce. Here's what been my struggle. And once everyone has had an opportunity to talk about that, the other group members will then provide some advice or direction, if you will, and, and try to be supportive and helpful. Then the leader at that point will begin to step in. So the leader kind of sits back and allows that process to happen with group members because it's really their group and allow them to connect one with the other. And then the leader will step in and they will begin the topic for the evening. And so they will do a little bit of teaching on that particular topic for the evening. And then the group members are included in that process and there's a discussion that begins to happen. And then there's a homework assigned, there's prayer that occurs and additional support perhaps after the group before they leave. Now, with that being said, in our group, the leaders are, are excellent at recognizing if group, if group members are coming in and they're saying, 
all the same kind of issue is happening. I'm having a divorce care, for example. Everyone had a problem this week with the ex-spouse and parenting. And that's not the topic for the evening. The group leaders are very skilled at being able to just switch topics and say, you know what, we're going to talk about that more in depth tonight. So they know the curriculum and they know it so well that they can do that. In divorce care, they do use the videos and then they have conversation with that. So they may still show that video for the night or they may postpone it till the next week. So they really work to meet the group needs at that moment rather than just say, well, we have to get to this topic and we can't change it. And you know, Denise, another concern that shows up in surveys that we do on a regular basis, unfortunately, is that of life controlling substances and the addiction and abuse of them. That always seems to come up. Do you have a support group, a ministry in place there at Legacy Church to address that concern? Yes, we do. We have many ministries, actually, many different types of groups, and we do have addiction groups for men and for women that deal with addictions specifically. And that's a sensitive topic, so I assume that confidentiality is very important? Confidentiality um, actually is really important in all of our groups. So what happens with uh, on the very first day of group in any of the groups that we have, because we have roughly 16 different types of groups, and the first day, every group member is asked to sign a paper that says that whatever they hear in that group, they will not repeat outside of the group. Everything that's discussed and talked about inside the group stays in the group to maintain that confidentiality. One of the misconceptions that I came across one time in one of our ministry groups was that everybody that attends has to participate or, or voice their opinions. Is that the case or can they just participate as they feel comfortable doing so? So we have two groups that people are really asked to participate and need to. And then the rest of our groups, it's just as you said, Felipe, it's if people want to share. No one is forced to share. No one um, is pushed in that direction. They're asked if they would like to share. Um, and, and the group knows how valuable it is to share because you can learn from that. However, no one is forced to. Other than we do have two groups, which are two groups called Wounded Heart for Men and for Women, and those groups are around sexual abuse healing. And so those groups are run very, very differently than any of our other groups. And so there is an expectation in those groups that people are going to share and learn. But those are the only two groups that that functions that way. If you just joined us, this is Closer Look. I'm Felipe Aguilar. I'm speaking with Pastor Denise Smith of Legacy Church. And we're talking about the support group ministries, the help groups that they have in place to help us to navigate life through difficult and painful times. Denise, how we view ourselves, I think, is very important as to how we function and how we deal with unexpected tragedies, if you will, or unexpected challenges in our life. Do you have something in place that helps with building up of self-worth, if you will? Yes, absolutely. And you are so correct. How you see yourself, what you believe about yourself is part of how you function. And it can impact everything a person does. And so we have a group called Renew Self-Worth. And it deals specifically with folks that are dealing with uh, maybe a little bit of sadness, some some very uh, mild depression. And they're, they're not sure that they're valuable or they're worthy. And so this group specifically deals with folks that are struggling with those issues to help build up who they are in Christ 
and that they can be proud of who they are and know their identity in Christ so that now they can look at the world differently and function differently. So if I am struggling with one of these problems or maybe another issue that's a life event that, that's quite unexpected, how do I know or how would I know when it's time to seek help? Yeah, Felipe, that's a really interesting question um, because sometimes people don't know that they need help and they don't recognize it, but others around them will begin to recognize it, such as family members or friends. And they might start telling this person, I think there might be something going on here. You might want to call the church or you might want to see how you can get some help. And that might prompt someone to do it. And then there are other people that see that their life is just not going the way that it should be. Maybe they've come to church and they've heard a sermon from our pastor and it hits them right to the core of their being and they say, wow, I need to make a change. So they start seeking out help. Generally, those are the two ways that we see people realize that they need help, either by somebody saying to them, I I think you probably need to get some help because something's not right. Or they hear something in a church service, or they see something in their life that suddenly they realize this is not the way I want to live. And they'll begin to reach out for help. Are the support groups that are in place there at Legacy Church, are they open to the public or to members only? No, they are very much open to the public. Uh, We encourage everyone in the community that needs to come to a support group here. They are welcome to come. You do not have to be a member of Legacy in order to join the support group. And Denise, as we get ready to wrap up our conversation, is there anything else that you would like to say that maybe we missed? You know, um, Felipe, I think you did such a great job of covering all of the main areas. You know, the one thing I would like to say is that is that people, especially right now in our world, really just hurt. People are afraid. People don't know what's going to happen next. Some people are isolated and alone. Some people have lost their jobs. They don't have essential needs being met, and people are hurting. And so what I'd want people to know is that we're here as a church for our support groups to help people in any way that we can, and that people, um, I would encourage them to reach out and not feel isolated, even though they might be, um, even though they're hurting, to reach out for help because there's other people hurting too. And when we come together as a group, we can overcome and we can help individuals overcome. For those of us that feel moved to seek out more information or to learn more about Legacies Church, what's the the best way to do that? So on our website, which is LegacyChurchNM.com, there's a website. And on that website, one of the prompts there will be groups and classes. And so if someone clicks on groups and classes, they will see the support help groups. And if they click on support help groups, they will see all the different support groups that we have to offer. They'll see the dates they meet, the times. Um, we have three groups that are private and confidential. Uh, and again, those are the two um, wounded heart groups. And we also have a domestic violence group. And so you will not see dates and times for those groups on the website, but there will be a number there for that person to call and get more information. So let's say I contact the church seeking help in a particular area. What happens after I contact the church for the first time? 
So when a person contacts the church, they get to the right person um, that's going to help them and walk them through how they go online to join a group. Or they will simply take their information and contact the group leader. And what we try to do is establish a relationship right off the bat. So we'll get their name and number, and we'll have the group leader call that person personally and talk to them about the group, let them know what it's about, when they meet, and make a connection with that person. And then the group leader will walk them through signing up online. Pastor Denise Smith, pastor in pastoral care and licensed clinical therapist at Legacy Church. Thanks again for joining us tonight. Thank you for letting me be here. I really appreciate it. For more information about the support help groups at Legacy Church or about the church in general, you can go online to LegacyChurchNM.com. That's LegacyChurchNM.com. Or you can email us at CloserLook at KLove.com. That's CloserLook at KLove.com. For Closer Look, I'm Felipe Aguilar. This has been KLove Closer Look. Find us online at KLove.com.